0: This is Burning Brightly, a podcast for Christian moms who are feeling called to build a business and share their light with the world. I'm Bonnie Wiscombe, a life coach, mom, and entrepreneur, and I'm honored to be your guide as you face this business building adventure, full of highs, lows, and everything in between. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Hey there, welcome back. This week, we are going to talk about the step that comes after belief. Last week, we talked about the how of accomplishing our business being believing in it, but today, I'm going to give you a little bit of that how so that you can stop killing your business with unnecessary pressure, okay? I see one of two main temptations for new businesses. The first one is to treat it like a hobby where you never invest enough money or emotion or effort into it so it never really has a real shot at succeeding but you're also never disappointed so you see how that might be appealing right people may say oh yes i'm starting this new business but they never actually really give it a shot to get off the ground because deep down they don't really believe they can and they don't want to be disappointed so i don't want that for you for sure Don't want you to treat it like a hobby, but the other one, the other temptation I see is for business owners to treat their business with so much pressure and intensity that they kill it because they expect so much of it before it's even off the ground. We also do not want that. We don't want to poison our business with stress and pressure that it can never succeed. Now I've talked before about how business is simply like a science project. It involves lots and lots of little tiny experiments. This is how we create our business path with just the right amount of commitment. We don't want to undercommit and only treat it like a hobby and never really fully invest emotionally or financially. We also don't want to overcommit and make it such a big deal that we kill it. I may have mentioned this example before, but have you ever read those books, Choose Your Own Adventure? They were really popular back in the 90s. This is like that. It's like reading a Choose Your Own Adventure book and deciding if we like that outcome. So every chapter or so, It will ask you to make a decision. Do you want to go this way? Do you want to go that way? Whatever decision you make leads you on a different path in your book. And then the next chapter, you can decide, did I like that outcome? Sometimes it kills you off. Sometimes it ends the book because of the choice you made. But you can always go back and choose again. Your business is exactly the same. There is no real failure in business. There's just one decision that leads to one outcome and another decision that leads to another outcome. You can always go back and change your mind. You can always start over with that experiment and try to get a better outcome next time. So I have a wonderful guest I'm really excited about that is coming to talk to us and explain this very specific customer path that we need to have for our potential customers and how to create what we call the perfect marketing funnel. But I'm going to teach you the basics today because this is something that was so important for me to learn that if I had learned it 10 years ago, I think it would have completely altered the course of my businesses. It's very, very important that your customers go through this basic path. The first thing that happens is they become aware of your business or your product. A stranger finds you somehow and goes, oh, that person and that product exists. Okay, there's that awareness. Then they may become interested and they either start getting your emails or they start seeing your social media posts regularly. And then they start coming to your website or maybe your brick and mortar store or wherever your products and services are located. And then they become motivated to purchase and actually become customers. So this path that a potential customer takes is often referred to as a marketing funnel. And very often we talk about customers in each phase of this funnel as cold, warm, and hot leads as you can see why right someone who is cold is just barely aware of you not really familiar with you doesn't trust you doesn't know you at all a warm one maybe knows and trusts you but isn't quite ready to purchase and then a hot lead is one who is ready to become a customer and hopefully one for life okay so that basic understanding of how a customer or client should go through their path to becoming a raving fan will change everything for you you have to make sure that your customers are going through each of these paths essentially you're just gaining their trust and their interest in order for them to be ready to invest time and money in you. Now, it's really, really powerful to start looking at your own path as a customer through other people's marketing funnel. So I think about this all the time because I'm a marketer. I look at how I become interested in a new brand, how I learn about them, if I get on their email list, if I follow them on social, uh, and what finally incentivizes me to take the plunge and finally purchase their product or service. Start looking at your own path and you can learn so much about human behavior and what makes people willing to buy. So if you are not yet seeing success in your business, it's simply because one of these steps is broken, that's it. Or maybe not fully broken, but just not optimized. All you have to do is experiment and figure out which one it is. That's it, super simple. They just have to take three basic steps. Now very often this path looks much longer than this. Sometimes the customer path I have taken is years long. I learn about somebody or something and I just follow them for a while and I'm a little more interested now and a little less interested now and then I finally purchase for some reason or another. Sometimes it's a very short customer path, but it's very, very simple, cold, warm, hot. All you have to do is figure out where the customers are falling out of this path, out of this funnel and bring them back in. So let's give you a very simple example. Let's say that you wanna start an Etsy shop selling earrings. You have handmade earrings that are so cute, you create a bunch of them and you list them on the shop. And then you just sit back and wait and watch see what happens. Depending on the results of this experiment, you just shift your efforts and pivot. Now, obviously, one of the biggest issues I see with business owners is that there's just no people coming to them. They don't have people coming to their online shop or their in-person shop. People don't know about them. Obviously, the first step is going to be the most important one, right? You have to get people coming to you. So if people aren't coming to your shop, then you have a marketing problem. You have to figure out how to get new eyeballs on your stuff. Maybe people are coming to the shop, but they're not buying. So you can look at your analytics, your Etsy shop analytics and realize, oh, I had a hundred visitors this month, but nobody actually bought anything. So that's probably a messaging problem. Maybe your photos aren't good enough. Maybe people don't fully understand the life changing quality that your earrings are. Maybe they can't envision themselves wearing them. Maybe they don't know how to style them, right? So all that is the, the messaging part of your marketing funnel. And then finally, maybe people are buying, but they're not coming back. Or maybe they're visiting and showing interest, but they're not making that final purchase. So that's some sort of a product problem. Maybe the quality really isn't great. Maybe they get the product and it was kind of lackluster, or the shipping took too long, or the price was too high. So any problem you have in your business is going to fit in one of these three buckets. Marketing problem, messaging problem, product problem. And there's dozens and dozens within each of these areas, but it's very, very simple to find the broken step because you will know when people are falling out of this funnel. Now let's talk about addressing your business like an experiment for a minute. There is a reason that I talk about it like an experiment instead of calling it your passion or your life's work. (laughs) Experiments by definition are works in progress. Nobody says, I created an experiment and it worked the first time and I never had to tweak anything. No, that's not an experiment. That's just something that already succeeds that somebody already figured out. Every experiment has failures and successes and ups and downs. It is a work in progress and it will need to be improved constantly little by little. When we get too attached to any particular product message or process in our business, then if it doesn't work, we're in trouble. We can't get too attached unless we know it works. People with failing businesses are those who are generally attached to specific parts of their business and those parts are not working. So essentially, if we are not making money in our business but we keep doing things the same, well, something's going wrong there, right? Isn't that the definition of stupidity? (laughs) Sorry to sound harsh, but we can't keep doing things the same. We have to analyze what's going wrong and we have to change it. And we have to do so neutrally and calmly, not make it a big deal, not make it mean something horrible about us and, oh, we're such terrible business owners because we can't figure this out. No, just very neutrally examine each step of the process and we can figure out what needs to change. Now, as a quick reminder here, your business is not your baby, it is simply a vehicle to your why. So if you've listened to some of the podcasts before, I've talked about creating this why that will push you through some of the hardest times in your business, knowing your purpose for this business. It could be something service-oriented, which I highly recommend. It could be, you know, I wanna help these kinds of people. It can be something very personal to you. I want to give my husband freedom from his job. Whatever your why is, Just realize that your business is not the why, your business is just a vehicle to your why. So if you find yourself putting too much pressure and drama on your business, just reevaluate your why and ask yourself, is this really the why I want to have? And is there a better way to get there than the business that's currently not working? Just keep it light, keep it fun, stay super curious about what is going on in your business and don't make it mean anything horrible about you. Pressure and intensity, in my experience, are the death knell to a business. Thinking that this has to work, I have to figure this out. No, you don't. You could do it this way, you could do it a hundred different ways. You will figure it out, but not with so much pressure and intensity on top of it. A new business just cannot withstand that kind of pressure and it often just crumbles. We don't want that for your business. So let's talk about your why for a second. Let's give you an example. Maybe your why is, helping postpartum moms. You feel really called to help moms who maybe struggle with a little postpartum depression or feel overwhelmed, and you want to help them in some particular way. Maybe the first thing you try is some coaching. You want to get them on the phone, and you want to give them tips and tricks for managing some of these emotions that are coming up for them. But maybe the coaching doesn't work. Maybe people aren't willing to get on the phone. Maybe they're feeling so sad they don't even know how to hire you, or maybe you're trying to get people who are on a budget and they can't pay you what you want to be paid. Well, maybe you want to try something else. Maybe you want to try a membership instead where they don't have to get on a phone with you, but they can watch some of your videos or read some of your blogs or some of your PDFs. Maybe you want to create some sort of network where they can connect with another postpartum mom, right? There's a million different ways of serving your potential customer, of fulfilling this why that you have, but you get to figure out the best way that works. Now, if you are totally committed to only being a coach to these moms, it might work, it might not. You just have to be willing to be a little bit flexible depending on what your potential customers need and want from you. Be willing to pivot and shift a little bit. Now maybe you have a why that is so big and scary you don't even know how to approach it. Maybe you need to break it down into smaller, more manageable goals in order to not get stuck. So Another example of a why, maybe your why is simply that you want to make enough money to support your family. You wanna allow your husband to retire from his job. You wanna support your family because he hates his job. Okay, great. That can seem really scary and big and totally out of reach for your information. It is not. I've seen many women do this, super fun and exciting to watch. But maybe instead you just start with a small goal to reach this why. Your first goal is maybe just to make enough money to cover gas for the month. You just wanna make a couple hundred dollars to make sure that you get to pay for the gas bill. Super exciting. And then maybe once that happens, your next goal is to make enough money to cover the utility bill. So step by step you are reaching for this big why that you have instead of immediately saying, this business has to support my family eventually, it's not working. Too much pressure, (laughs) too much commitment right? You have to scale it back a little bit so that your business can learn to grow little by little without all this pressure. Again, make sure you are not making these little failures mean something about you, okay? So when things don't work in my business, I work really hard on ensuring that I don't allow my brain to slip into, wow, you suck. (laughs) The mean girl talk, right? I don't allow my brain to say things like, you're never going to succeed at this, Just because one thing didn't succeed, doesn't mean I'll never succeed. Even if 30 things don't succeed, doesn't mean I'll never succeed. Something has to work eventually. I'm just gonna keep trying until I find the thing that works. And trust me, most of the time, it's way fewer than 30, but most people don't get anywhere near trying 30 different things. They quit at number three or number four. So just keep going, neutrally, calmly assess what's not working and pivot. By looking at your business like an experiment, you get another bonus and that is that it's more fun. When you look at it with all this pressure and you're just so overcommitted and going crazy because it's not working the way you think it should, you lose all the fun that can come from running your own business, which you know I'm a fan, of. talked about that in previous episodes, you can just calmly and curiously poke at the business and decide is this working the way I want it to? Nope, let's pivot. Oh, this looks like it's working pretty great. What's the next step where people might be falling out of this funnel? Now, final thought. If you really want your business to succeed, you have to be willing to scrap everything and start over. I know that sounds scary. And and to be frank, it's rarely necessary, but sometimes it is. I personally have had a why to help moms find more joy in their life for many, many years. But for me it was a blog for a long time and a couple of years ago I realized this is not the avenue anymore. It, it it wasn't what I wanted to do, it wasn't helping people the way I wanted it to help them and I scrapped the whole thing and it was hard. Part of me was so sad to let go of all those blog posts I'd spent hundreds and hundreds of hours curating and writing and taking pictures for but I chose that decision because I knew it was the right one to get me closer to my why and to make me more money and to be more successful for me in all the goals that I had for my business. So don't forget, the minute we get too attached to a process or a product or an idea, we become vulnerable to staying stuck in something that doesn't work. Let that pressure go. Don't stay so committed to every little step of your business. Be willing to open up and make changes where necessary and then be willing to see radical success stay calm stay curious and get excited for the ride ahead you get to change anything that's not working at any time that is the magic of owning your own business and it's so much fun all right friends get out there and do it are you ready to get started on your dream business join finding your side hustle my digital course that will guide you through discovering what it is you love and how to turn it into a family friendly business are you ready for one on one support as a mom or entrepreneur schedule a free coaching call with me to work on the goals you have for your life including business success, weight loss, or better relationships. I can't wait to help you make progress on your dreams.